Can you imagine that day when everything about you is laid at the feet of Christ and you now are fully known? You don't have to question anything else. It's known. All guilt and shame are discarded because the one who loves us, the one who has prepared the way, the one who announced that the kingdom of God is at hand is now ever-present, and we are in eternity with him. Known and loved and forgiven and served and celebrated. It's quite a picture. Until that time, as he prepares that way, he desires for us to do kingdom life. It comes because we are to live it. And we want it to be perfect, but it never will be. We look within ourselves, we wrestle within ourselves, desiring, and he says, just stay with me. Stay in relationship. Do family right and well. Do living right and well. And don't forget me. He desires for us not only to see it as an individual task, an individual journey with him, but he desires for us to do this together. He wants us to live and stretch and grow in community. It's amazing how every time, I I think I can say every time I'm praying that he would just change and keep tweaking in me something that's a a weakness or a struggle, it, it seems like he... He has me practicing with relationships. It's not a one-to-one thing. Oh, there might be that connection from his word, and he says, stay in the truth, and, and, and we know that we're supposed to get in Scripture. I think guilt and shame keeps us away from that which we could easily understand if we would just pour ourselves into it. But then that which he pours into us through his word is then lived out in levels of relationship. Family, work, friendships, just society. Have you driven in Albuquerque lately? You see, he desires for us to do this life together. We just finished a series uh, in Ephesians, and next week we will begin a new series called Family Strong. And let me just uh, tell you about the extreme games. We've, what, last week was the, the Frazzle um, tribe, and this week we saw the Stodd squad. You know, who knows what we're going to see next week. But th- what this is, is uh, j- if you've seen Extreme Games on uh, TV, this is going to be a timed obstacle course with lots of fun. I'll just put it that way, right? So Jimmy's saying sign up for it. That's what you're signing up for so that on the 30th we can just have a blast of watching families compete and, um, you know, maybe even win some games and prizes. Johnny, tell them what they've won. rice a the San Francisco treat. Now that aged me right there, didn't it? But he desires for us to do it together, and so we're going to talk about family strong. We're going to talk and get in in the next several weeks. We're going to get into you know, how to deal, how to fight right, how to, to really protect, how to take our kids in levels of development. Some of us got littles, and some of us got big littles, right? And some of us are bigger littles, right? I mean, if family just continues to grow, we're going to look at these dynamics. 
But today we just have a kind of a, uh, just a, a transitional uh, message. And let's doing this together. Let's grow together. I think there are five great needs. These, I think everyone, whether they believe in God or don't believe in God, they, they have these needs. There are probably more. But these are the five that I settle on in trying to just understand you, you understanding me, and just understanding people. To know and be known, to love and be loved, to forgive and be forgiven, to serve and be served, and to celebrate and be celebrated. To know and be known, right? I mean, it's a, it, it, we, we really want to be known for who we are. There's not a person sitting here that does not want to be known for their opinion. Even if you disagree with it, would you at least just listen long enough to understand that this is me, this is what I am, this is how I believe. We want to be known deeply. I think we desire to be understood, not just heard, but listened to and deeply understood for who we are. Sometimes I think when we get that to that place where we are understood and known, just in the process of communicating and being listened to, isn't it amazing what you learn about yourself? I mean, you think you've arrived, but then you get into that, what God desires for us to do, being known in the earthly plane, then we're like, oh gosh, I didn't even know that. And it's amazing how at that point we do change our minds sometimes, and we do embrace this, and, and he opens us up. We are not to live this life alone. But yet we see that living alone is sort of kind of our easy go-to. You know, there are marriages in this room, and I know we're going to talk about it in the future, but I'll just, I'll just cause the tension this way. There are marriages in this room that have been married a long time, and you still do not feel known deeply for who you are. You don't feel like you've been deeply known by your parents, and now you are a parent, and you're going, Wow, I wish that could have happened. You see, each and every one of us have this drive to know and be known. Of course, there is to love and be loved. Last weekend, I performed, if I did the math right, I performed my 143rd wedding in my ministry career. And it was awesome, as all weddings are. But I used these five principles in my little exhortation. Some in this room have had a wedding and they've had some semblance of them being known personally by me in the premarital and I use this outline. And it's amazing how when you get to love everybody's like comes into the marriage thing and the premarital saying oh we love each other and yet there was the knowing and I'm really going to date myself but first service really rocked. I'm just going to tell you they really rocked. You see, I remember the times when I saved up my allowance to buy an extra long cord so that I could take the phone and go all the way down the basement stairs so I could talk to that girl. You see, there's those hours upon hours that you talk and you get to know and you grow and you know and you grow and you're like this. And then isn't it amazing how whether it's a close personal friend that you've just been dying to tell somebody something or it's that person that you might think is a, is a, is a you know, like a boyfriend, girlfriend, or even maybe life partnership, you, you, you just, you, you test the waters and you just get out there with a little bit of knowing and once they've received it or once you've understood, been understood, 
it envelops this love. That's how what God created. Not everything is a romantic love. It's just to, to, to know that, man, we can love one another, right? A common theme in Scripture, love one another. Well, it's through that knowing. And, and then once we are loved, then we know that the challenge of relationships, we, we're going to have to forgive and we're going to have to be forgiven. And so we play that out in relationship. Then we serve one another. It's, oh, it's, it's not too hard to serve our neighbors and so forth, but it's still a stretch for us at times. And then celebrate and be celebrated. There's not a person in this room who doesn't want to be celebrated for who they are, what God has done in them, what God is continuing to do, what can I do? What can I be? What gifts do I have? What talents do I have? We want to be celebrated for that. And God knew that there was a broken world that had these five needs and was going to need an answer. And we realized that we just worshipped and communed with the Holy One that met each and every one of those needs through his death on a cross that says, listen, you can be known and you're loved and you're forgiven and you will serve as I serve. I didn't come to, to just come in and say, hey, I'm God. He said, I came in to serve. And, and then he celebrated and we celebrated in communing with him the awkwardness of the Christian worldview that says that our God came down in our place and in coming down in our place, loved us enough to give himself over to our condition and then conquered our condition by raising three days later so that he now can say to us in his resurrected body, now go into the world and be different. Go into the world and be the kingdom. The kingdom has come, he said, but now you are the kingdom. You are a city you are a light at the top shining abroad the city. You are those that are going to make a difference through your normative life, even through your messes. I have called you to know and, and, and to continue to love and, and forgive and to serve and then celebrate. You see, he desires for us to grow and to grow together. The book of Ecclesiastes, written by Solomon, a lot of the Proverbs were written by Solomon. I just want to take three Proverbs for the remainder of the message, and I'll just say it to the, up front. I'm going to try to really talk you in on the human plane into some things today. And you can easily turn me off, that's fine, but now I'm going to add the extra tension that you would be sensitive and that the Spirit of God would give you the tension that maybe you've needed to hear. Or maybe today is the day that, that you finally lean into the Holy Spirit, you trust Him enough, you believe that God knows you enough to then lean into what He's been continually telling you, or maybe even a fresh word today, I don't know, but that you could be obedient for yourself and in your relationship with God. You see, to grow together, we, we must commit to discover. I've got to discover you. You've got to discover me. We've got to discover what it is about ourselves. Uh, Solomon says it this way. A plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. Each and every one of us, we sang about it, the deep waters, right? When we sing these songs, 
I tease Jimmy, you know, it's like, I'm not too sure sometimes if these worship songs are just kind of like Disney light or something, you know, it's like, have you ever heard the wolf cry at the blue corn moon? And now I'm supposed to kind of put that all together for, for Jesus. But when he says deep water and the waters are over, you know, overcoming us, this is something that he wants us to know that we are living and experiencing. There's a depth to us. There is meaning to us. And he resides in the center of it. He has not left it. And he is now desiring for us that as we have these plans that, that, that are deep, we have these dreams, we have these thoughts, we want things to be better he desires for that. And then he adds that then the man of understanding. You see, it's a, it's a relationship. I need you, you need me. We had some small group training, and I was trying to let the, the leaders know that <clears throat> we have to prepare. You don't, don't come to a group and not be prepared. And study the material, know the material the best you can. Review the video if it's video-driven, whatever the case may be. But when you're facilitating group, here's the power of small group. It's people just deciding to get together. It's, it's people leaning into what the Spirit of God would have for them. And as much as we feel as though our words may be important or that point is important, the Holy, Holy Spirit may be working in so many different levels of the depths of the human heart that through conversation... Just through general, casual conversation, the Holy Spirit says, you're known. You see, I knew you. I know you have this. And now it's going to be met. And it could be in the most casual of experiences. Some of my group leaders, you know, they're like, oh, do we have to do icebreakers? Does there have to be an opening question? Can't we just get into the word, right? Well, I get that. But you see, it's at that time around a kitchen counter or maybe just the snack time, that the Holy Spirit works just as strongly as He can work through the truths of His Word for us. Because I told the leaders, He desires for answers to come to questions. You'll hear this theme from me. It is, I, I'm just, it's stronger and stronger and stronger the more that I, that I work with people. I believe that many of us, and maybe most of us, are just an answer from a question we have away from an entire breakthrough. But yet we live this life where we're either afraid or we're supposed to already have the answer, and we never give ourselves an opportunity to, to get to that deeper part. I think you and I are, are those that God desires to use, and in these casual conversations that maybe even get deeper, Breakthrough happens because someone else has that understanding that can take us deeper. And so I just tell folk, listen, man, let's just let the Holy Spirit work and we'll study and through casual conversations, you might just hear that someone has a connection with something and you go, that's strange. And I'd say, yeah, that's the awkward strangeness of the God of the universe which bring, bridges you into a relationship. Oh, you, you, you have kids and they don't listen to you. Oh, you are a carpenter. Oh, you are a plumber, right? Seems so practical. Oh, and through that relationship, you're getting an answer to the very thing that is your stuck point in going deeper. You see, that's the basic. What is it? 
what is it that we desire to discover? And when we pray to, to God and say, listen, what is it that you have for me this day? Would you bring someone? I bet many, many stories are like this in the room. That just some casual conversation spoke to you. And you're like, wow. A complete stranger said one sentence. And it gave me a completely different perspective. Family promise, we, uh, next week we will have families in, in our building that use our facility. If you're new to the church, Family Promise is a, is a national organization, but we partner, and those that are going through training, they're experiencing homelessness, and they desire, and they go through this training program, and the kids are taken care of, they do school, and they stay. They will stay on our campus down the hall. We create little bedrooms on campus, and they spend the night for a whole week. I signed up to drive, and... It was amazing that the church that they were at prior to us the first time, we don't know what it is this time, I don't think either, but we find out, was just St. Stephen's, right over here by Flying Star and, and Juan Tabo there. And from that, that drive, from there to here, they did not know my position here. They, I, you know, they, they were just a family, again, in this continuous transition of trying to know and to, and to grow and, and just get to a better part of life. How many of you hate moving? There are way too many words that we could use for the process of moving. But these families, they've got some of their stuff in trash bags and some bags. It's just, it's every. Thing they own. It's everything they own, and, and we start putting that into the, into the van, and then we just came on down here. And the conversation that we had, as many conversations that we have in this life, they blessed me much more than I could have ever thought of blessing them. I was just a driver, right? They talked about it. They poured themselves into me first. I was like, this is so cool. But yet, in that short amount of time, I learned about their family. I learned so much. I don't know, seven to ten minute conversation. And we never talked again. Oh, I said hi to them during the, down the hall, but we don't, we're not here to entertain them. We're just letting them have their own little home for a while. You see, can you imagine if we just not, didn't just rely on the serendipitous <clears throat> conversations, but that we made a decision to say, I want to discover myself, Lord. I want to discover you, and I want to discover other people by getting together and, and, and having a purposeful time to, to talk about your stuff, God's stuff. And you don't have to be the smartest in the room. I don't have to know a bunch, but I just need to experience it. You see, our prayer and, 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 and our goal, it's, it's obnoxious, but we want 100% of people that count this their church to be a part of community at that level. 
to be a part of, of making, saying, listen, everything, um, can I just say this? This was not in the script, but I'll go here and I'll blame it on either indigestion or the Holy Spirit. You see, our, our schedules are so packed. They're just nuts. We want to give our kids every opportunity. We want to give ourselves every opportunity. We want to do all this. And we live a pretty good life. And yet, we will have a tendency to go, I don't have time for that which might be most important. I don't have time to do that which might be the very thing that God is going to give me, the breakthrough that he knows I deeply need. You see, he desires for us to discover. So I'll just, I'll just ask, what are you planning? What are you planning? What, what plan in your heart? You see, sometimes we can believe in God, yet have no clue what it is to live in relationship with him. You see, you can learn those practices. You can learn those things. And you can really thrive in them in a group. Be willing to get involved. Iron sharpens iron, so man, one man sharpens another. Doing life together. It's not all just, you know, let me just talk to my guys. Small group isn't like you go in and you share every deep thing and, and you have to cry. It's just showing up and being a guy. Ladies, the same for you. It's just showing up, being who you are. Committing to God, let me discover what it is that you desire to discover. Oh, there'll be questions and so forth, but they never ask you to pray out loud. They never ask you to answer a question. You don't have to read if you, you know, I mean, it's you show up and you discover I hope that that can be a part of your plan because it's the willingness to get involved. And so let's look at some options. This will be the 90 to 120 second commercial, right? You should have received it when you walked in. Look at these groups. A lot of times it doesn't even matter. I'm just going to say it. It doesn't even matter what you're studying. You're going to benefit from any opening of the bread of life. You're going to benefit one way or another, but there may be a little niche that you like, right? And so on Sunday mornings, now for your, for your service, some of you go, Tom, I hear you, and, and I totally get it, but the week is just out for us in this season. I get that, guys. Don't think I'm just browbeating us. We're all busy. I mean, we're going in four different directions in our home. I get it. So you might say, okay, maybe... It would be best to do everything on Sunday. Come at 9 o'clock and be a part of a group on Sunday morning. We'll have something either for your, your child or for your student and just make it a two-hour instead of a 70-minute commitment on Sunday morning. Maybe that works for you. But we have these. We have a couples group. I think they're pretty well full, but if you or a couple, and you sign up for that, we will break that group out. We'll do those things. Book of Romans, see, you might say, I, I want to know about that, okay? Sometimes the studies stimulate, and we go and we learn. Ladies' Bible study on, on Tuesday mornings, the book of Ruth. I didn't even know there was a book of Ruth. Exactly. 
It's okay. What you learn from that book, having not even known it was in Scripture, will blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. Life of Christ, reflecting the character of Christ. That's a group I lead on Wednesday nights. We're just going to look at Jesus' character and say, how do we, how do we live like Jesus? Just, just simple. Living by the truth. The ladies are going to be doing that, and that's not just a ladies' group, but there's lady facilitators looking at the truth and how, how, how does it affect our lives. Blended. Stacy and, and Chris did a great job. Stacy did the better job. Chris stood there and looked good. But she articulated well, right? Are you in a blended family? Are you divorced? Are you a single parent? You know, are you one of those families? Let me just lay it out. Let me see the time. Okay, good. You may be in one of those situations where it doesn't seem like it's the, it's the right way or it's the right path or maybe you've got some, you know, some bumps in the road or you've taken total redirections and I'll just say it, you kind of come into a churchy type setting and you go, I'm not even supposed to feel comfortable in this because I've got a history. This is the group for you. They, they, their passion is, listen, Let's normalize that which is already normal, that every family is dysfunctional, and so we're going to do that by reading about all the perfect families in Scripture. And from last week, some of you are not giggling because you were here last week, there are no perfect families in Scripture. And so communing, and can you imagine just talking to another divorcee, someone that's experienced it, someone that... You may be in that situation where you want to talk to Chris and Stacy and go, you guys have pulled off a 20-plus second marriage? How in the world did you do that? Because all the data I read is scary. And so I don't even know if I want to make that commitment. And if I went there even a step further, yeah, so see what the world and all the things say is that you may be one conversation short from getting a breakthrough to go, oh my goodness, instead of living in sin. And I won't go any further there. You see, we desire for everyone to be where they're at and to grow where they're at because that's what God wants you to do. Oh, we have a YAG group, young adult, and... Uh, you know, as old as Jimmy Penner's getting, you know, it's kind of open-ended, okay? But if typically it's like 18 to, how old are you now? 30? You're not 32. Oh, gosh. Oh. No, here, here's, here's the thing between he and I. Because Pamela and I celebrate 33 years, I always look at him and go, oh, gosh, I'm that old, right? He could be my boy. Okay. I don't know who said that, but I don't like you right now. Where's the, where's the conflict resolution group in here? Right? The art of reading scripture. Tim, listen, this, this is one that you might, you know, whether you have artistic ability or not, this, Tim, I, I'm, I'm signing up for this one. Just another night. What I needed, another night at the church. But it's stimulating because he's going to do some art with the scripture and this, this. Well, I'm sort of artistic, and I mean, so it turns me on, right? It's a matter of making an opportunity. I mean, we make the opportunity. You just be willing to get involved. 
Because when it's all said and done, what, what I think God desires for each and every one of us is to be able to develop an opportunity to reflect that there is, there is a world coming. The greatest of our hope is that this mess is going to come to the ending that our Messiah said it was. And we are going to do the very best we can in this life. But he desires for us to be reflective. Not life living us, but us proactively being spirit-filled and living the life in its full abundance, with its joys and its sufferings, and just giving it everything that we have. But it takes that reflective point. Proverbs 27, 19 says, In water... As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. The interesting thing in the Hebrew is the, there, is no world, there is no word reflects in the Hebrew. They just assume that you look in water, a face is a face. But to help us out, a face reflects a face. You see, our hearts reflect us. And he wants to take everything that is good about us and everything that we might still question and say, I see your face. I know your face. Now see your face correctly and then move to maturity. Allow yourself to grow. So I ask, what is it that you see? Because God desires for you great things. As we close the service and the team comes to, to sing one final song, let me just invite you to engage in your church. Engage in the one that loves you and knows you most. Allow him in a very mysterious way, almost unbelievable way, to take the deep things of you and help you grow so that you might know and that you might be able to, to grow in him. But one last thing. For those of you that have never accepted Christ as your Savior, for those of you that have never, you know, you may know a, a little bit about him, I'm going to say keep growing. Go to a group. You don't have to be, you don't have to be smart. You don't even have to be a Christian to go to these. But if the Holy Spirit today is speaking to you and, and you've known him enough and you've embraced the fact that he knows you deeply and he knows you intimately and he loves you with an everlasting love and you start a, sort of buying into the fact that, man, maybe he really does this this God wants to truly forgive me. Take the inner shame, inner guilt, everything that you've been guilty of <clears throat> and give you new life. Then, friend, I would just say we'd like to have a conversation with you. For many of you, I want you to, I want you, I almost beg of you to walk out of this place. Don't go straight to your vehicle. Stand out by that table, look at the groups and say, what do you think? Get the times, get the informations, pray about it, about as far as you need to walk in the driveway, bar, the parking lot, come back in and sign up for it. 
If not, you can always sign up. You can go to a group anytime. You can go to a group anytime, but do that. But for those of you that maybe want someone to pray for you and with you for the very first time to receive Christ as Savior and Lord, I'm going to be up front. We have prayer team in the back, whatever you're comfortable with. We're not going to ask you to walk an aisle at this song. We're just going to say, we want you to walk an aisle later when the song is over, and let's have a conversation. Let's begin this journey between you and the one who knows you and loves you, has forgiven you, who served you with everything he had, and who, even while you feel so miserable or don't need him, he still celebrates you, and he has great open arms for you. That's a decision you'd like to make. I'd love to have a conversation. Father, thank you for this time together in your word. Thank you for a reminder of just stimulating community to, to be active and getting involved with one another. And Father, for the heart that is yet to receive you, may they come to you, the one who has arms wide open to receive them. May today be the day of their salvation. I pray through Christ. Amen.